What does anxiety mean to you in one word? Stress. Cyclical. Deadline. All-consuming. Uncertainty. Fear. Struggle. Opportunity for growth. Time's up. There's a hyphen. I'm Thomas Fox from Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have the Front Porch Media Network on board as our official podcast partner. Front Porch is Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, committed to producing and delivering the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, their newest podcast, recorded and produced on location as part of Creative Mornings Cleveland's monthly lecture series. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, David Allen Moss, of the Front Porch People and Moss Media. Thank you for joining us for Wake Up Call at Creative Mornings Cleveland. Wake Up Call is like your first cup of coffee. It's your opportunity to connect with the local creative community, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. It's here we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation that will spark your imagination and out-of-the-box thinking for this, the month of January. We're kicking off the year with a discussion on anxiety. Brandon is with us today, and I just want to ask, you have any one particular instance where anxiety just really was a roadblock in, in terms of your life that you might want to share with us? Well, for instance, at being asked to do this interview. Oh. <laughs> let's, so, let's take it back like great. to two seconds like ago. Like being asked to host this show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even now, right? My palms are very sweaty. Okay. I, I'm feeling like... So it's real. Oh, it's very real, yeah. yeah. Um, but being able to kind of talk about it and acknowledge it out loud, it does help a little bit. It kind of pulls the pin out of it. And okay. I can right. acknowledge it. Okay, it's there. It's, it's real. I heard if you personify your anxiety or put it into some kind of context outside of you, you it's easier to kind of acknowledge it, deal with it, and sort of... As a routine, it becomes easier and easier to brush it off. Certainly being in a room full of people and we kind of all connect with this theme yeah. uh, really does help as well. So right. like if, when we're all here and we're hearing the speaker talk about these things, it's like we're looking at each other like, well, yeah. Like, we're not really alone. Yeah. Like it's not as bad if we're all together kind of a thing. How about any uh, advice or just uh, words of uh, inspiration for people who are who are here because they want to keep moving and, and get past any kinds of barriers like anxiety. Yeah, I, I think that um, what Claire had mentioned before is that it being part of human nature, like Kierkegaard had said, but also that there's a way to work with it. Being right. together with other people who might share that is very empowering, like right. we mentioned. So right. I would think that finding your own medicine to combat that while also relying on others in times can help us kind of over those humps and uh, help us yeah. not defeat it, but um, definitely work with it. Mark Owens, and Mark's going to just tell us a little bit about his background and why he's here today at uh, Wake Up Call. 
here at sure. Creative Mornings Cleveland. Yes, yeah, so Mark Owens with uh, Skylight Financial Group. Uh, we're headquartered in Ohio City, yes. Uh, so Creative Mornings, I've gone to quite a few of these. We've hosted quite a few of these at our office in Ohio City. Uh, it's always a great opportunity to meet some people I would never normally meet. Tell me a little bit about maybe a point in your career where anxiety had a, had a role in the story and, and how, you, how you pushed through. Back in the late 90s, I, was, uh, I grew up in Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland, and was offered a scholarship to study at John Carroll University here in Cleveland. I'd never left Ireland before. I'd never been to America before. I'd never wanted to go to America. A lot of unknowns. A big, big country, and uh, Cleveland never heard of it at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so made that decision to take a year out, go to John Carroll. And a year after that, made the decision to move to America permanently, Cleveland, 2001. And uh, that was an anxious time for me, my family, my parents. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, 17 years later, I'm still here. So do you have any uh, anxieties or like an Achilles heel that you just you have to work on on a regular basis? Or do you feel like you have, have these things in check? No, I procrastinate like no one else in the world. Wow. Okay. And it... It gets me to a point where I get very anxious, even though I know it's, it's like coming. It's like putting logs on the fire yeah. procrastination. The more yeah. you procrastinate, that fire of anxiety can it's really take there's off. there's a deadline looming, I'll get the deadline. I'll get there, don't worry. But, right. you know, sometimes it's last minute. I can really relate as a creative professional. I can relate to that one. Do you have any kind of life hack that you'd want to share with the audience in terms of that? Maybe that specific thing. You, you procrastinate, it, it generates anxiety. Somewhere along the line, maybe you've developed a mechanism to, to tackle that. Yeah, I have, and it's more due to scheduling. Kind okay. of just in my career with kids and other activities, it's trying yeah. to make sure on my calendar, making sure my assistant has everything on there when I need to do certain things by yeah. or even yeah. start working on certain projects. So it's always in front of me. So it's not just the, not just the deadlines on the calendar. Parts of the project are on the calendar throughout the process. You work the plan, yeah. you break it up. There's that, there's that old uh, sort of proverb, you don't move the whole pile of acorns, you move one at a time. here with Claire Campbell, who was today's speaker at Creative Mornings Cleveland. Why do you think so many creative people struggle with anxiety and depression? I think the reason why creativity and perhaps anxiety intersect is because unbeknownst to many people who are creative, they do it because it feels good. It provides them with some relief. And many aren't aware that they're really using their own dose of good medicine, right? And so when we move the anxiety out of ourselves into a beautiful dance or a song, a lyric, a book, a painting, a photograph, it's out of us. So yes, there's definitely a link And even in grad school, we had an entire um, lecture on creativity and madness to understand the connection of art, creativity, our minds. Not all artists are mad or anxiety-fueled, but I would say most 
they're working in that tension spot. I had a background in high school. I worked with the, the school psychologist and I ran a program for three years. Uh, you, you know, you're helping them with their fears. When you got to apply some of these tools to yourself, it's not so easy. Yeah. It's the hardest. It's yeah. the hardest thing I think we are tasked to do as humans, right? So we can, we can cultivate a lot of really good thoughts and positive vibes and good energy for others and we can cheer them on and we can pick them up when they fall down, particularly with people we really love, like our children. We just want to give them that opportunity to fly and yet turning all of that really good stuff in on ourselves is very difficult unless we become very intentional. But if we don't acknowledge it, then it'll just, it'll, it could just run you over, It'll run yeah. your life. The, the, the anxiety that we deny, it doesn't go away. So I quite like the idea of that tension, that spot between actuality and possibility, sort of this making contact with right now and the future, but that spot in the middle, the tension, is, is really where the anxiety rests. There's a book called The Power of Now, and I'm, of, of all the lessons, this idea that we really aren't trained to be in the now. No. That we're caught up in what happened yesterday and what happened 10 years ago, and why did I put that guitar down, and am I gonna have enough money to retire? We're not schooled in the ability to be in the now. And so some of that just perpetuates the inability to be in the now is one of the biggest issues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, many of us um, are so unconscious throughout most of our lives. Um, the Buddhists really call enlightenment, you know, they call that being wide awake, wake up, where we start to notice our own minds, our own practices, or lack thereof, and we begin to believe that really core principle that, yes, if you are here walking this earth, pain is unavoidable. Suffering, however, is an option. And so the Buddhists have taught me more about dealing with my anxiety than all of my graduate school training. Do you have any quick hacks or, or, or you know, we all, we all like things quick. I don't think any of this is quick or easy. I would say the most powerful tool we have, and it's with us all the time, is our breath. So right when we um, have taught our kids to take a deep breath, we ought to do that too. Immediately, some things are happening physiologically. And so we're able to reconnect with our body and not get hijacked by our brain. Right. Some of the best Buddhist teachers that I know talk about that this practice doesn't end. Ever. Ever. It's a life's work. It's a life's work.
It's fascinating to gather ideas from so many people with different backgrounds and experiences on how anxiety permeates our daily lives. We like to wrap the show with a quote for inspiration. Today's passage is from British essayist and poet T.S. Eliot. Anxiety is the handmaiden of creativity. Just remember, we're all creative. This is your wake-up call to find that thing that truly inspires you and take life to the next level. Thanks for joining us here on Wake Up Call. Join us next month here at Creative Mornings Cleveland where we'll be exploring the theme curiosity. But before we leave, I'd like to share with you some additional highlights from our Wake Up Call interviews to wrap up our conversation. One of the ways to ease anxiety is to be creative. And it doesn't mean being an artist or quilting or knitting. It could just be um, answering sentences. For example, you think to yourself, I am anxious because. It just takes you out of the moment. My personal motto is this too shall pass. So it kind of compresses everything a little bit. It's, uh, you know, the lows don't get as low and the highs don't get as high. So that's one coping mechanism. But I mean, in terms of a broad statement, I, that kind of comes to mind. Well, I'm a half full person in general. And so when I look up at the sky and I see the stars and you look up in the big vastness of the night and that I have two arms and two legs and I'm breathing and I know where my next meal is coming from. Um, you feel pretty lucky and blessed and I think that makes you feel much less anxious filled. Because I feel like a lot of times with anxiety people tend to think that you can just shut it off or that you can, that it's somehow your fault that you have something, you know, just major control over. It's not your fault. And it's, it's going to be okay, and you, you remember to be kind to yourself and take the steps that you need to be better. Wake Up Call is a production of the Front Porch People, Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, where great conversations happen. A special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael DeAloya. Producers, Julie Fink and Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. We'd also like to thank 2Bob Crew for the use of their song, Rooster, available on iTunes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from the Front Porch People at thefrontporchpeople.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us in February for Wake Up Call, Ideas That Crow. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good poor. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.